It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pac-12 football is over, um, but we are talking about the rankings of some of the top players in the Pac-12 conference from this season. We're going to discuss a specific sports um, news site that decided to rank top 10 players from the Pac-12 conference, and we're going to give you if we agree or disagree. So all of that on today's episode of Locked on Pac-12 Podcast. You are Locked on Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 conference. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Pac-12 Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Cindy Robinson, and joining me today is Brian Brown from Locked On Utes. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. It's a busy time. Uh, bowl games are here. Recruiting is happening. Uh, National Signing Day is here. Or Early National Signing Day? Is that what it's considered? I don't know. I know ESD. Like two. Yeah, I know, I know there's like two of those things, I, says the former student athlete that doesn't remember any of that. Um, I signed very late when I was signing, so yeah. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we can't really finish out the season without doing a ranking of the Pac-12 players, right? So typically, Brian and I will rank the teams week by week, and we decided to just take somebody else's rankings and decide if we agree or disagree and give that to you guys today. So that is the kick we are on. And to kick things off is number one, Devin Lloyd from Utah. So Brian, this I feel like is an obvious one and I already know what you're going to say here, but he did um, receive defensive player of the year for the PAC 12 um, big on its own and it says a lot about his play and why he came in at number one on this list. I, I think it's uh he was the best player on the best team in the conference. I, I think this is one of the rare years where there's really no debate about who was number one. It was Utah. They beat Oregon twice. Oregon was the North contender. I don't think there was a, another team in the South that given another chance against Utah was going to give them a run for their money suddenly. So uh, that one, kind of obvious in a lot of respects. He was also just an absolute uh, playmaker for Utah. 106 tackles this year, uh, second in the conference in sacks, had multiple uh, pick sixes. He impact plays in every single game. You know, And if you look at how Utah won every single week, right. a big reason for it was, was Devin Lloyd every time. So yeah, obviously, you know, I'm not going to debate that. A lot. We're not going to disagree there. I'll agree nah. because I have to, you know, support the Utah brethren, even though they beat my Cougars, but we'll, that's, that's old news, you know, getting over that. Um, coming in at number two is actually Drake London receiver from USC. And I do think this is deserved. I don't know if I would have put him as high, but I will say he had a phenomenal year up until his injury. Um, one of the main reasons why USC pulled off as many wins as they were able to, he definitely kept them in the mix of conversations, still trying to fight for that Pac-12 South. 
even though they weren't really in the mix um, or contenders considering the rough year they had, but he was one that, you know, definitely amazing to watch. Um, Going to be a sad loss for the Trojans as he is entering the NFL draft and he's only a junior. Yeah. And, you know, I think the amazing part about him, he still led the conference in receiving and in pretty much every single category, even though he didn't play the last third of the season. Right. I was going to say it was a lot of games. So it's like, you know, it's hard to argue with that one. And and you have to wonder maybe what his impact could have been if you would have played the entire year. Had he not gotten hurt, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Is it enough to put USC in the championship game? Probably not. (laughs) He was still one of the this was a weird year for uh, Pac-12, right? There weren't a lot of just absolute star skill position guys like there have been in years past. And he was one of the few and, and he was great. And and to do it at a program like USC, it's legend mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah, legendary. He's for sure going to go down as one of the top receivers there. Um, came a long way for sure. Uh, coming in at number three, though, is Kayvon Thibodeau. Now, when we walked into this season, this Oregon product was the number one in everything. Only one to talk about. He's going to be the number one in the draft. He did experience an injury early on in the season that kind of held him out from a few games. And probably – affected him dropping down to number three, especially considering who came above him in, at number one was the team that defeated him not once, but twice this year in a very strong manner. Um, so unfortunately, we won't see Kayvon Thibodeau anymore in uh, an Oregon uniform as he will be bowing out of the bowl game to get ready for the NFL draft. But I think that was kind of a he had to be in the top five at the minimum because he is a generational talent. Um, you you just look at him, and you're like you are you were supposed to be in the NFL like years ago. He looks like a grown man. He's probably one of the few people that will actually see go into the NFL and play right away. Yeah, I, you know I think sometimes we do have to rate players based on potential. You know, yeah. and, and I think that's a big thing that goes in Kayvon's favor. Having said that, he was an impact player in almost every single game, uh, especially for an Oregon defense that took a lot of hits to injury. An Oregon football team in general, it just took a lot of uh, hits to injury. And, um, you know, I think he's he's such a rare player. Like, you don't see a lot of that kind of talent on the West Coast uh, these days. It, had he been able to stay healthy, who knows what kind of campaign he could have put together. I think three is is acceptable. I'll probably maybe maybe push him up to two simply because yeah. he did get his team all the way to the championship game. Um, but you know, it's it's hard to debate some of this stuff because it's just yeah, how do you really say that one is better than the other? One had the bigger impact um between Drake London and Kayvon Thibodeau. Like those are two yeah. of the better players to come through the Pac 12 in the last few years. For sure. 100% agree. All right, coming up next, we will finish out these rankings and talk a little more about if we agree or disagree with some of these choices. I think we'll probably agree with most of them though, because it, it seems close to spot on. Um, but for those of you that are into betting, BetOnline has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, 
see right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Now, bowl season is here and Pac-12 fans, you know, you have a lot to look forward to. I've been telling you about prize picks. And if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action, prize picks makes college basketball more exciting. They're the leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world. They also offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players that you might have never even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. All of the users that deposit and use the promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code Locked On. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on Embiid, combine it with the under on Rogers in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com and use promo code Locked On, or go to your app store and download the app today. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. Now, sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks again for making Locked On Pac-12 podcast your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. Sometimes I try so hard to make sure I don't get too winded, you know, that was a lot to get out. <laughs> um, but we are back talking about the top 10 players of the Pac-12 conference from this past season and coming in at number four on a list that was created by other people, not us. <laughs> We're just critiquing if we agree or disagree because it's just easier that way. There's too many players to choose from. Uh, but number four came in Trent McDuffie from Washington. Now, I'm going to say I'm a little surprised by this because – we all know Washington was not it, not it at all this season. Um, he definitely was considered a top talent coming into this season. I still don't think that there was a good representation from him and the UW team to warrant him being this high up. You know, I, I think back to early signing or not early signing day, but media days. Right. And he was so impressive at the podium and it felt like the world was in front of Washington. And I remember even even I was kind of starting to say like, oh, OK, Jimmy Lake, you may, maybe you've said some good things here and, and I'll buy into your hype a little bit more. And, and they kind of had me fooled as well. Uh, I don't know that I put him this high on strictly on play alone. Uh, he was a good impact player for Washington, but not enough to really turn that team around. And it was constantly in turmoil from the jump. How do you lose to a Montana team that mm. look, they've done well in the FCS, but that's, I mean, that ain't it. You know, that, that, that's not a PAC 12 level program up at Montana. And, and so there's just very few excuses for that. They never really turned it around. It kind of became a mess once yeah. uh, Jimmy Lake was suspended and then finally fired. So I don't know. Like it, It's, if a player plays well, but their team does not do well, how high can you really rank them? Because at the end of the day, this is about the teams. It is 100%. I do think that uh, these rankings should be kind of reflective of like what we saw from your team as well. Granted, 
someone like a Drake London can get away with being that high up considering he still was like one of the top leaders in his position. Um, Trimmy Duffy, no slight to you. Just don't know if I would have put you that high up, buddy. Uh, Coming in at number five is Greg Dulcich. Did I say that right? Mm, Nailed it. We're getting there. Yes. Just in time for him to go to the NFL. There we go. Hey, I figured it out. We got, um, what is it? Dang, what am I trying to think of? Oh, NFL draft prospects to talk about, you know, all of that. So, hey. He's probably going to go to your Saints anyway, so it'll be just fine. You'll get used to it. Tell me more. Tell Mm -hmm. me more. I know. know. Sean Payton, Um, Greg Dulcich, it's a great fit. We definitely are in need of a tight end, a solid one that will uh, make some – make a presence. I'll say that. I think what happens is we always end up lacking in depth on the receiver and, and so a nice tight end to add to that wide receiver room would not be bad. I just don't think so at all. Um, Greg was a part of UCLA's team though. And UCLA, I think was very impressive this season. Um, Fell short in some areas, but they're going to a ball game. You know, they pulled out some good wins. I was impressed for the most part. Unfortunately, they beat my USC Trojans. So, you know, that, that says a lot right there. <laughs> it, you know, I, I think it does uh, because USC is always going to be the program that everybody's going to have on their schedule every single year. I, I think the biggest thing with Dulcich is that he is just um, such a standout, you know, for, for, uh, for UCLA, for yeah. the Chip Kelly way and, and the system. He started there as a wide receiver, bought into the sports science program, bulked up, became a tight end. He became an absolute weapon for DTR. U- UCLA had bigger problems than him, and, and they just weren't able to overcome them at the end of the day. But his production yeah. was super high, and, and he's going to be a great player at the next level. You know, It's just one of those things where you're seeing a guy who is not – I don't know that he's a full-impact player at that position like tight ends really have a hard time influencing the game way above just you know here and there but when he was you know uh, uh, when he had the opportunity to do it he was electric yeah all right well coming in at number six okay so Oregon State had a great run especially considering the beginning of the season and uh this is probably a pun it is a pun had a great run game as well um and they have the O-line to thank for that. And a part of that O-line was Nathan Eldridge, who comes in at number six. It's only right. I feel like Oregon State deserves a lot of props for their season this year, especially how good that run game was until it wasn't. Yeah, and, and that, that's the biggest problem is that once teams figured out that, like, it, teams that had a hard time stopping the run game struggled against Oregon State. Teams that were able to stop the run game figured out real quick that that was the solution to everything. And, you know, they had a couple – bouncy games here and there but overall i think it was a team that really uh maximized their potential it was not a team i mean we didn't have any of these guys uh really on the like preseason list or the preseason radar in terms of uh performers so i think that speaks volumes um right. to, to what he did and, and his play and, and it, the fact that his team was there up until the very final minute i think that's yep. volume as well uh also yeah. the production you know so like those are the yeah. things that like when I think, so let me ask you this. When you think performance player like or high ranking, what comes to your mind? Uh, I mean, I think you initially think of offensive players because they're the ones that are in the mix, right? You also think of like defensive players that are more like your DBs um, because you see a lot of them. It's kind of like easier to track 
what they do. Um, they're, it's a little more flashier of a play, right? But I do think that the O-line and defensive line um, deserve more shine. And there's a lot of great talent there that gets overlooked because they're not the flashier roles. For sure. And I think that this this especially is a team that like if you look at what uh, you know was really great about Oregon State, it was uh, B.J. Baylor and that offensive line. It was probably the highest ranked offensive line in the country in a lot of advanced stats and metrics. And, and there's not a lot of those out there for offensive line play for all the reasons that you said. So yeah. I, I don't know how much this is an award. And, and um, you know, it's coming from John Wilner, you know, he likes to rock the boat a little bit. Right, right. So part of me just thinks that this is more like kind of one of those things like, eh, I'll go throw him in there because Oregon <laughs> State had a good year. You know, <laughs> I'm not so, mad at it because I'm not mad at it. Um, I don't think he's big guys need love too. We talk about it all go. the time. There yeah. we go. There we go. Love your big boys. I don't, I don't think that he's rocking the boat as much with this next option, but it might be more rocking the boat with where that he placed him and that's number seven Rashad White. Rashad White running back for ASU. Ah, he already got slighted by the Pac-12 with not making first team um, all Pac-12 and I'm kind of thinking this is somewhat of a slight because he was a big part of that Sun Devils offense. Uh, the Sun Devils up until they got to you guys were huge contenders to take the South. And when I say you guys, I mean the Utes, because, you know, Brian Brown represents the Utes when we're on this podcast. And I got my hair color to match it, so it's perfect. Right, there we go. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know if I would have put him as low as he was, but he definitely deserves to be on this list. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of it, you know, comes around because – what ASU came into the season with in terms of their run game, it was a multi-headed monster and Rashad basically took it over and, and ran the game literally and figuratively for Arizona state. They had problems where once they played against Utah and, and the comeback was on 28 unanswered for the Utes, the wheels came off a little bit for Arizona state. I think that was a program that was always kind of teetering on the edge of maybe falling out of contention until, you know, uh, because of everything that happened in the preseason, right? With all the allegations, uh, for him to perform the way that he did, you know, a thousand yards rushing, average 5.53 yards per carry, 15 TDs, uh, and about 17 attempts per game. I mean, those are good numbers for a guy that was supposed to share the load, right? So to speak. I think the hard part about it is that you're in a conference with guys like BJ Baylor, Zach Charbonnet, and, uh, you know, Tavion Thomas, who, like, even though he came onto the scene late, he had 20 rushing touchdowns, you know, that led the Pac 12. So it's, um, on one hand, I think, you know, we can look at it as terms of like, was he slighted because he was one of the top backs? But on the other hand, like, um, he also does get a lot of, um, I think, attention because of how well he handled everything at Arizona State and how consistent he was. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, we're going to round out this ranking list. And I don't know, these last three names on here, I'm not as familiar with. And that's shame on me for sure. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. Especially that one. I know. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, but for the holidays that are right around the corner, 
and you know, gift giving gets a little tricky for you, we have the perfect gift for you. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world famous bacon wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code COLLEGE, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. Omahasteaks.com, keyword college. All right, we got three names left and we're going to wrap it up and get out of here because it's another long night for us here at Locked On Pac-12. Um, okay. The grind so never gonna... stops. We got early signing day coming tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Brian's going to be a big part of that. He's a famous person right now. He's all in the recruiting <laughs> trail, okay? Everybody wants to talk to Brian. He's a hot I, piece, okay? <laughs> I'm just, well, I mean, you know, look, <laughs> my credentials when it comes to recruiting. Uh, no, but it's it's one of those times of year where I'm one of the few idiots that actually follows high school players. Some of it, I think, is because I, you know, I used to coach in high school. I love the game, love the love knowing the kids' stories and their backgrounds. Uh, but it's also I love drama, and there's no better day for drama than the, than the signing days. I'm here, and it's okay for a little bit of the extra chaos. Mm -hmm. um, I'll just tell the stories to you afterwards, and you can enjoy. There we go. Later. You know, I, I love to hear them. I love to yes. hear them. Okay, well, coming in at number eight is Ron Stone, and this is what I was saying to um to uh uh why well, can't I even get Brian's name right? I know, right? This I was getting Brian's what I was telling Brian that like I'm not fully aware of all the last three names but he was like especially that one I should know because he's from Washington State so look here let me tell you about my fandom okay <laughs> when you cover when you cover a full podcast on a full conference and have to know 12 different teams you're not gonna know every name on every team at least I'm not I'm never going to claim to know everything, which is why I have co-hosts on the show with me. But, um, you know, I'm never going to ever, ever, ever disagree with having a cougar on a top 10 list. Period. That's all I need to say. Okay. <laughs> well, and the other thing about, you know, Ron Stone, I think his his production was a little bit different this year, right? Like he yeah. wasn't a sack leader uh, in terms of tops in the Pac-12, uh, but he did have some good production. He had five sacks on the year. Um, he was a guy that just was very disruptive, but I think the biggest thing is that he is, I don't think that Washington state's defense was expected to be anything special this year. And he made him special. I don't think that anybody expected Washington state to be anything special this year. They never do with this. No. Washington state's always the underdogs. And I will say, um, it's actually refreshing seeing, uh, his name on here because it's probably not a more popular name that anybody would be used to seeing, right? The names we're you typically used to seeing on here are Max Borgie. Uh, who's the one that we were talking about prior to uh, the season? Remember ja the off the offensive lineman? Abe Lucas, you know, Jaha, Jaha Woods safety, or excuse Both me, linebacker. You know, uh, Dion McIntosh even is a guy that we've been, you know, pretty, uh, pretty strong on, but. 
my point exactly. Ron Stone Jr. was not a name that we anticipated discussing a lot this season and ended up being a high-impact player worth some attention. So I do love about this list that, you know, they're bringing some shine to some players that probably wouldn't get it otherwise, you know. But like you said, some of those positions uh, deserve more attention than what we give them on a regular basis. Another offensive lineman uh, on the list is Sean Ryan from UCLA. Um, again, UCLA's offense spoke for itself. The run game got even better this season with the addition of Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet, Charbonnet. I say it. I always mess it up. Charbonnet, baby. Charbonnet. Um, with the addition of him and – Obviously, your run game can't be good without a good offensive line. So, you know, Sean Ryan did all make sense. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that that credit to UCLA, because he was a very highly uh, rated recruit out of uh, Southern California. They locked him down. He was a starter from day one and went all the way start to finish as a starter for UCLA. Uh, You know, I, I compared him to Panay Sewell. He didn't quite hit that ceiling, but it was pretty darn close. And I tell you what, like they were much better when he was on the field and, and he had a couple highlight plays and highlight blocks and he's going to have a great career at the next level of the NFL too. So there we go. All right. So we started this list off highlighting a defensive player from Utah and we're ending this list highlighting a defensive player from Utah. Uh, I'm not mad at having two Utah players on this list. The whole team deserves to be on here after the season. We've seen them play Mika Tafua. I say it right. Nailed it. There we go. Like a vet. We, t- we talked about this. You know, I-, I told you guys one of my goals was to get these names right this season. And I messed up a lot. <laughs> but we're improving. That's how we grow. That's all that matters. We're improving. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so did Jaden Delora. And look at how he finished the season. So we good with it. I love I love the analogies you love to give to me. You know, you know my language. You're speaking mm. my language. I've, I've learned now. a thing or two. See, even through my mistakes, I've had to learn. So it's good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Mika Tafua, again, Utah's defense played ridiculous, and I feel like it showed even more um, in those Oregon matchups. Oregon was going to be one of their toughest opponents this season, and they went into it ready to demolish twice, not once, twice. And a big part of that was that that Utah defense, something that Brian can attest to in more detail because that's his team. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, and, and Mika Tafua was a highlight player. You know, we talk about Devin Lloyd having an impact. Part of the reason that he was able to is because Mika Tafua was there setting the edge for him every single play. Led the Pac-12 in sacks with nine and a half. You know, not a huge number, but also nothing to be uh, shy about. But when you look at it, you know, in combination, he and Devin Lloyd combining for 17 and a half sacks as a duo, that's not bad. Right. And then you look, you know, in terms of tackles for loss, he's right there, number three in the conference with 13 TFLs. Uh, and you know, I think the biggest standout for Mika and, and the reason that he made this list is that he tried so hard to be best friends with Anthony Brown and just wanted to introduce him to his favorite spot on the turf every single play. Sometimes it worked out. Sometimes it didn't. But no matter what, you know, what the result was, he was causing havoc for Oregon and, and for Anthony Brown in, in particular. And I think it, you know, uh, maybe Mika had good intentions. I doubt that Anthony Brown feels the same way. <laughs> I highly doubt that, actually. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, a great player for Utah and, and you know, another in that long lasting legacy of strong defensive ends, they, Bradley and I. Nate Orchard, they've done it year in, year out for Utah being sack leaders in the conference. And, you know, a 
he deserves it. He's a he's a great kid. Uh, you know, I uh, Coach Bellotti said about Devin Lloyd, like you're a great player, but you're a better person off the field. The same can be said for Mika Tufula. All right. Well, that concludes the rankings um, from John Wilner. Now, here's the thing. Um, this was the, his list. Maybe one of these days we'll make our list, but I don't think we disagreed too often with this list at all. I think there were some discre discrepancies with where he placed some of these players, but all for giving some of these players the shine that they probably wouldn't normally get. Um, we're here for equal opportunity love, right? <laughs> I love that he spread it out, you know, multiple positions, multiple players across multiple teams, very few repeats. Uh, respect to John for that. Uh, right. I got to be honest, my guy, BJ Baylor, I, I, shouts out. I still love yeah. him. You yeah. still got Brown Bears vote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brown Bears. I love it. I love it. On that note, you can follow Brown Bear at, SO, at Brown Bear SOC on Twitter, and you can follow Locked on Utes at uh, Locked on Utes on Twitter. And then we keep follow it easy them. around here. There we go. Yeah, it was very simple. Check them out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it's free, available on all platforms. You can make sure you check out Locked on Pac-12 podcast on YouTube, Odyssey app, Wherever you get your podcast on Twitter at LO underscore PAC 12. And then thank you for making Locked on PAC 12 podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Other than that, make sure you continue to stay Locked on PAC 12 on the Locked on Network. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.